yeah, she was she was kind of like a second mom in a way. Like she was always around and she just leaked it one day and she got like a bunch of views off of it. Danielle, thank you so much for being here, for coming on POVs. Thank I've you loved, for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy <laughs> you're here. I've loved watching your journey. You're someone who is so authentically you. You share about everything that matters to you and all your content, which is something mm -hmm. that we value so much yeah. here at the show. So starting off, I'd love to know, what was your journey like coming in to the public spotlight in such a big way? Like, were you ready for that? What was the moment? How did it happen? Yeah, I think I wasn't ready in a way, but I also think I kind of had to be because it was so fast and I was also so young when it happened. And it was it was through an app called Musical.ly, which is now TikTok, right. obviously. But it was just, it was weird. And it was really overwhelming because I went from just being like, this girl who went to school every day and then randomly I started gaining all these followers and kind of was forced to grow up in a way almost and I just became like who I am now. So totally. it was it was really weird, but I feel like now, you know, I'm so thankful and it's something that's became normal to me. But back then it wasn't. It right. was it was crazy. Right. And do you ever think back and wonder what life might have been like if you had more of a traditional yeah know, all the time. childhood I'm always like I wonder like what would have happened if I didn't download that app that day or if I didn't post that video that day because it would be so different like it was really just one or two things that made me the person who I am today which sure. is crazy and if you could go back in time do you think you would stop yourself from posting that video no I think I always kind of try to live by like everything happens for a reason and you know, I'm supposed to be where I am right now in life. So I don't regret it, but you know, sometimes like I'll sit back and I'll be like, I wonder, you know, like I wonder what would have happened or like what if, but I'm I'm glad to be where I am. And I feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be in life, so. That's yeah. awesome. And today I just really wanna get to better understand your unique point of view on the world. I feel like you've experienced so much, you've opened yeah. up about so much. Mm -hmm. And looking back on your childhood, I know you were sharing with me, you're from Florida. Yeah. When you look back on how you were raised, what parts of your childhood do you feel like made you the person you are now? Um, I kind of grew up in a very interesting childhood. I didn't have the best childhood. And I think when I was brought onto social media, it was really cool for a lot of people that also went through the same things as me because like you said, I do open up about a lot and I was able to kind of help other people that went through what I went through as a child. And I think that was one of the reasons why people felt so close to me and would follow me a lot. So I think a lot of things that happened in my childhood, they did really like impact me on social media. And also I think they kind of made me really strong. <laughs> and I think that when I started social media, if I wasn't as strong as I was because of all the stuff I went through, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, make it this long doing social media because it's really hard. For sure. And I think that that kind of prepared me for it in a way. That's awesome. And it's great to hear that you're on that part of your journey yeah. now where you can look back and say, hey, that made me who I am. It made me mm, stronger. Yeah. But if you don't mind me asking, what were some of those challenges in your childhood that yeah. <laughs> kind of defined that strength? Um, well, I grew up with two parents. But they ended up splitting up, actually, right kind of when I started social media, a little bit right before. But they were they were really toxic, and they would fight all the time. And, you know, I kind of, like, grew up always, you know, with screaming in the back of my house or, you know, like, not knowing if my parents were still going to be together the next day. And when they split up, um, my dad, he had kicked my mom out and us. 
me and my brother, so we didn't really have anywhere to go. And we actually were homeless for a couple days, and then we had to like stay in a hotel. So it was just, you know, it was not having a lot of money, you know, being poor, just split up parents, you know, a lot of things that a lot of kids nowadays, like they go through because, you know, even though it's a hard situation, it's kind of a lot, like a lot, it happens to a lot of people, I would say. So, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I'm sorry you experienced that. No one should have to go through that. Do you still have a strong relationship with your dad? It's kind of been weird over the years because everything that had happened, but I, I almost like to be like, okay, like, you know, you never forget things, but you forgive. And so I try to be like the most forgiving person. And over the years, we've kind of, you know, talked things out and we've gotten a relationship, but it's still, it's still not the best it could be. Got but. it. Yeah, yeah I, I hear you. And thinking back to those moments, maybe when you were in your room and your parents were yelling at each other or when you ended up getting kicked out with your mom, yeah. did you talk about it then? Were you having those hard conversations with either of your parents? No, it was more, I was so young and I didn't really understand what was happening for like the most of it until I, I started growing up a little bit and you know, I would like go to school and I was, like in sports and stuff, and I would see like other parents there, and you know, I would I would always just see my mom there. It was never like my mom and my dad together, and I would see the way other parents would act with each other, and it would always like, that's when I started realizing like something's, something's not right with my life, like this isn't normal. And as I got older, I just kind of realized like, this is, this is weird. And then when I kind of, when they split up, that's when they kind of would start having conversations with me, but it was more of like the conversations where like the parents, you know, when they split up, they're mad at each other and they want you to like pick one, you know? So it was more just like, well, who do you want to live with? You know, it was things like that. So that was like kind of the conversations that they would have with me. Yeah, that makes sense. And when you think back on the divorce, what impact did that have on you and who you are today? It didn't really bother me as much, the whole them splitting up. I wasn't really ever bothered by that. It was more just the fact that I was just sad. I was like, well, now it's like, it's not gonna be like a family anymore. It's just gonna be like me, my brother, and my mom. But I, I just kind of try to like stay strong. And I think that's why I'm also as strong as I am today. And I just kind of like kept it in my mind. I was like, you know, like if my mom's not happy and my dad's not happy in this relationship, like I'm not gonna be mad at either of them. I'm gonna let them do what makes them happy. So it kind of, I kind of just let it happen. I didn't yeah. want to get involved. Yeah, I hear that. And it's awesome that you were able to stay strong throughout that. And I know we talked a little bit about how, you know, you came into this public mm -hmm. yeah. figure you know, platform pretty early on in your life. Yeah. What made you want to start opening up about your struggles and the things that most people don't want to mm -hmm. talk about? I think it was just that people kind of would see things that were going on by the videos I would post. Like you could see, like, obviously I was like, had moving boxes in a hotel room. Like people, they were always asking questions and I would, kind of answer some of them, but I, I was always like, it's no one's business. Like, this is only my business. Like, I don't want to tell people what's going on. But I think after I started realizing that I could help people, other people that were going through the same things as me, that's when I kind of started opening up about it because I wanted to be able to help other people. Because if I was able to have someone when I was going through that to look up to and help me with it and understand that, like, this is normal, it happened, like, that would have that would have been amazing. I would have loved it. So I think when I realized that, I was like, okay, like I wanna be able to help people and you know, make them feel better about things and know that like they're not alone. 
So I think that's why I started opening up so much. That's awesome. And you have, you've been a role model for so many. You're like that older sister figure. And I think it's amazing that you do open up about so mm -hmm. many hard topics. Yeah. And I know you've opened up in your content before about how sometimes there are issues that you're really nervous to talk about, mm -hmm. or maybe things that have happened in your life that you yeah. didn't necessarily want to open up about, mm -hmm. but maybe it got leaked. Maybe the world or the media is talking about it. How have those experiences impacted you where maybe something has been leaked Mm -hmm. and you had to respond to it not because yeah. you wanted to but because you had to there's there's been a couple things that I have definitely not wanted to open up about but I had to and there's also been things where I've wanted to open up about but the things that I didn't want to it was more just like I would just be doing my own thing one day and then my comments would start flooding with things that no one should have known about and I would just be like how, how do they know this and then I would go on YouTube and see a video of like one of my old friends or like a close family friend just leaking a video of me talking about something yeah. and I would just be like okay like what is this and then they would do it so they could get views on YouTube or TikTok or really anything they just wanted to get views and they would leak things about me and it was things that like of course I would love to talk about them but I wasn't ready at the time. Mm. Like it wouldn't have been a problem if it was like now, but at that time I wasn't ready. I wanted to wait till I was ready to talk about a lot of those things. And, and I what's was, an example of one? Yeah. Like what was that video about? It was, it was about, I had an abortion <laughs> and someone had leaked the video of me telling my mom basically. Wow. Yeah, so. Was that a close friend? Yeah, she was, she was kind of like a second mom in a way. Like she was always around and she just leaked it one day and she got like a bunch of views off of it. Wow. And I don't talk to her anymore, obviously. How did that make you feel when that video came out? I was more scared because it's such, it's such a controversial thing. Like, everyone has a different thought on that, and that's okay. Um, I stand by my thoughts on it, and I don't care what other people think. But I was just like, I'm not ready for this to come out. It had just, it had just happened, like, maybe a couple months before the video came out, and I was still, like, coping with it myself. And I was finally, like, getting to a point where I was like, okay, like, I'm okay, like, I'm finally over this, like I'm, I'm happy again. And then next thing I know, the whole world knows about it. Wow. So I just kind of had to open up about it. And looking back, are you happy that you did open up about it? Or do you wish that you would have been able to kind of process it by yourself? I wish it was like a little bit longer because I was still processing, but I'm happy that it was because it, I feel like it helped a lot of other people. Yeah. So I'm sure it, it was a good thing. <laughs> and abortion is a controversial yeah. topic. You know, it's one that a lot of people are uncomfortable yeah, talking not, about. They don't talk about it. Yeah. And here, you know, on our platform, we celebrate that. I yeah. mean, we should be having more conversations, especially yeah. about topics like abortion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, thinking back on that experience for you, do you feel like you can see the forest from the trees and reflect back on yeah. it? Or does it still feel recent and fresh? Um, I definitely think it's something that I'm like proud of now. Like I'm proud of my decision and I'm like proud that I was able to like overcome it. But I think looking back just because it's all over the internet and I still get comments about it or videos made about it, people talking about it, it's, it's almost like I'll never be able to like get over it really just because I'm always having to talk about it or people want to know more things about it. So it's kind of like a never ending subject, but I also feel like it's a good thing in a way yeah. because the people that really do need help with those type of situations and, you know, need like advice on how to deal with it, I'm there. And there's not a lot of people that will speak up about it. So I'm happy to be that person that yeah. will speak up about it. And when people bring it up again or make a video about it, do you feel the need to justify your decision? 
No, I've I've never felt that way. Even when it first came out, I never felt like I needed to talk, like I didn't need to tell people. Like I know a lot of people, they thought I was wrong for what I did, but always in my head, I always thought it was okay. Yeah. Like I always thought that it should be my choice, you know? And what was going through your head in that moment when you found out you were pregnant and you were deciding what to do? What ultimately led you to choose abortion? Um, it wasn't my first choice, obviously. <laughs> um, but I was just, I was young and I wasn't ready and it wasn't with, you know, the best person and we weren't in a relationship, you know, we were exes and it, it was just a lot to handle. And it took me a week before I even figured out what I was gonna do. I didn't know what I wanted to do. But I also knew that, like, it is my body. And I shouldn't, you know, depend this on other people. I need to do what I know is right. And if I'm not ready to do this, I shouldn't be forced to go through with it, you know? Yeah. So that was kind of what was like, okay, like, I'm gonna go and do this. And I know you said it wasn't your first choice, obviously. Yeah. I know you just said that. Yeah. Why wasn't it your first choice? What was your first thought? I feel like, I mean, like, some people, you know, they're like, okay, like I need to go have an abortion. But that, that wasn't my first choice. And I feel like a lot of people, they don't understand that when I say that because they're like, what do you mean? Like you had it, so why wasn't it your first choice? I didn't really have a choice. I just didn't know what to do. And I didn't really understand a lot about abortions. It was kind of all new to me when it happened. I knew what it was and you know, I was, I like have always been like woman rights. <laughs> like that's always been something I've talked about. So I was like, okay, like I agree with it. But I've never been put in those shoes before, so I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know, you know, like what it was or like what happened during it. So I kind of was just scared. I didn't know what to expect. So it wasn't my first choice. My first choice honestly was nothing. <laughs> I just didn't know. I was just like, what am I gonna do? And then I think after I like thought for a while, I was like, okay, like I wanna do this. And when you had heard about abortion in the past or mm -hmm. had conversations about it, what was your view on abortion before you had one? Um, well, I always agreed with it, but there was, you know, there was some times where I was like, I don't understand why, you know, people would do it, you know? Like, I didn't understand. I agreed with it, you know, for certain things, but I was like, I don't understand, like, you know, like, why? Like, why Why do you want to do it? Like, you know, if you're in, like, the right place, like, why do it? But then I got to it, and I was like, okay, like, it's not like, I'm in like a terrible place right now. Like I could do it, but I just, I just don't want to. Yeah. And I feel like that's when I was like, okay, like this should be someone's choice. Like, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting hearing you say that, you know, till it happened to you, did you really understand maybe another side yeah, I didn't. of that issue? Like I said, I agreed, but I didn't understand. Super and that really opened my eyes to what it was. And then I like got really interested in it and I started like learning a lot and just you know, really putting myself out there to, you know, kind of be in like abortion rights and stuff. And now that's kind of like all I'm about. I talk about it a lot. It's awesome. And for people out there who maybe don't respect your decision, what, what do you say to them typically? What's your response? Um, I kind of, I don't care <laughs> because a lot of the people that don't support it, honestly, are, there are a lot of guys, <laughs> I would say. A lot of the people that comment on my stuff, you know, telling me that I was wrong, there are a lot of guys. And personally, I feel like no guy should be able to speak on a woman's choice. I get it if, you know, they want to be involved or something, but you shouldn't be able to tell someone what to do with their own body, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so I kind of, I don't care. I just let them say whatever they want. I used to get mad and I used to like say things back to them, but now I'm just like, you know what, my body, my choice. I don't care what you have to say. I hear that. And if you were looking back 
on that experience and you could pause time, maybe go back, switch a few things around, would you have done anything differently? Would your decision be no. different? It would be the same. Thanks for sharing that. And I know you open up about so many other topics on your platform. And I remember watching a video when you also publicly came out. Yeah. What was that experience like for you? Um, it was it wasn't that hard. A lot of people supported it, but it was more just people thought I was lying. Like they all were just like, Oh, you're coming out for clout or you just wanna do it to like fit into a trend, which was annoying because I feel like it's such a hard thing for people to come out nowadays and that's why people don't wanna come out because when you come out people always say like, Oh, it's just a phase or they're just doing it, you know, to get attention, which is not the case. Right. And that was kind of what was really annoying about that situation. And just for anyone watching, what did you come out as? I came out as Pan. <laughs> awesome. And yeah. what what does Pan mean to you? Um, it kind of just means that you you don't really care about gender. Like I don't have a preference. I don't care if I would be with anyone. I kind of base it off of their you know their personality and them. I don't want to be with someone for their looks or their gender. I want to be with them for you know the person they are inside. So I feel like that's really what like pansexual means. And when did you know you were pan? It was kind of just like I was always just kind of saying that to people. I was like I don't care about looks or like what someone looks like. I just want to be with them for them. And then I started realizing like that kind of went with gender too. Like I would date any gender, as long as I like the person they are. And that's when I was like, okay, like, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm pan. And I'm sure that came with a lot of hard conversations, you know, yeah. having to share that part of your identity that maybe you mm -hmm. hadn't shared before. Yeah. How did that go for you? Did you first tell your family, then you told your friends, then the um, internet? What was the order of operations? Honestly, it was, like, I had been saying it for a while, and I would say it in videos. People just wouldn't really catch on to it. Like, yeah. I would just be like, when people would ask me, like, what sexuality were you? I was like, oh, I don't have a preference. And people didn't really, like, understand what that meant. They were just like, I don't get it. But I kind of, like, my mom kind of knew. She didn't really care. She's, she's not very judgmental. Like, she kind of just lets me do my own thing. And I kind of let my other family members and my friends know by coming out on social media. So when I came out, they kind of just knew from there. Nice. And do you still talk a lot about your sexuality? Yeah, I do. When people ask me or they ask, like, advice on coming out, I'll always speak about it. But it's not something that I, like, post all the time. But when I get asked about it, I'll talk about it. Got it. Well, thank you for sharing your story and for being public about yeah. that. I'm sure it's helped so many people. Yeah. What are some other topics that, you know, are maybe more difficult for you to talk about and post about? Are there any topics that you feel uncomfortable um, talking about? I think the only one that kind of makes me like a little like stressed out and like still anxious to talk about is the abortion. I think that's the only one that I've ever had problems talking about which I talk about it yeah. because I want to help people but like still when I'm talking about it like I still get like the chills in my body when totally. I'm speaking about it and what parts about the abortion issue is the hardest for you to talk about I think it's just like the words coming out of my mouth that I like I had one mm. it's just it's weird to say it out loud you know because yeah. I never expected I expected to tell people but maybe when I was older and like you know yeah. A little bit longer away from when it happened. So I feel like it's it feels really recent to me still. Totally. So I still, you know, get like nervous to talk about it. But and I'm happy. I'm happy to talk about it. Good. You know? And I, it's natural to be nervous to talk about hard topics yeah. too. So I hear you on that. Do you, do you feel like any of your views surrounding abortion, maybe before you had one, was connected to your religion? Are you a religious person? Um, I've never really been a religious person. Um, I mean... I believe in God and stuff like that. Um, growing up, I mean, I 
wasn't really in a very, very religious family. My grandparents were more the religious ones, and, you know, my parents never really were. So that was never something to really do with it. It was more just I didn't know about it. Yeah. And that was really the problem. Have you ever questioned God or your relationship with God? I've never questioned it. I've always kind of, like, just, I don't know. I've always just been, like, you know, like, I've always believed in it. I've never had any, like, questions or, you know, like, ways to, like, try to... I don't know what, how to explain I don't know a lot about it, yeah. but yeah, I never questioned it. Nice. Well, I feel like we've gone through a lot of maybe the first part of your life mm -hmm. and some of the formative experiences yeah. that you've had. Would you say that maybe there, there was another turning point in your life that maybe gave you some clarity on who you are today? Maybe a difficult moment, a difficult experience? I feel like it was all the things we talked about. Mm -hmm. I feel like those are really the things that made me who I am. Because those were, those were the hardest parts of my life, I would say. Yeah. And, I mean, I've had hard times. But like I said, like, I, I've kind of just known how to deal with them. And those were the only things that were, like, hard for me to deal with. Yeah. So those were really the only things that were yes. hard. Well, there was one more I thought of that I wanted to ask you about. I know another instance where maybe you were thrown around in the media was when it came to conversations about your age. Oh, yeah. What happened? I, what um, happened there? There's just, there's a lot of like controversy. A lot of people don't know my age. They like say that I'm like all different types of ages. Like I see comments sometimes that I'm like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Then some people will say I'm 17, which I am. And a lot of people also sometimes will think I'm older just because I do like I have a lot of tattoos and a lot of piercings. So some people think I'm older, but a lot of people think I'm younger <laughs> than I say. Um, and it's just, I just ignore that because that doesn't really bother me because I know I know like I'm myself I know how yeah. old I am and like that's all that matters and the people around me know it and so I don't really care what the media has to say and about why that. was that controversial like why do you think everyone wanted to know your age I don't know and to this day I still question why people are so obsessed with like a random girl's age that yeah. they don't even know and I've never been able to understand it I think it's just because I feel like I have a lot of haters on social media and I think that that's something where they can hate on me for, you know, like if, you know, like they're like, okay, she lied, I'm gonna hate her now, you know? So I feel like it's an easy way for them to say, oh, I hate her because of this. Got it. So I think that's just why they wanna, they wanna find everything out about me to not like me. Always. And how do you deal with the hate? What do you, what do you tell yourself? How do you kind of block out the noise? I mean, since I started, I've never been bothered by hate. And I don't, like in the beginning, I was like, why am I not bothered by this? But now I look back and I'm just like, I don't, I just don't care. I don't care what people have to say. I never have, like even when I was younger and even now today, I just, I don't, I've never cared. I just know I'm my own person and people are always gonna talk about you. And that's kind of what you have to understand, especially in such a public eye, yeah. people are always gonna have something to say. And it gets hard, like for some people that I hang out with or like even my boyfriend or my mom, like they get a lot of hate just, you know, for being in my life. Wow. And I know it's hard for them sometimes. And I always like try to remind them, I'm like it's just haters, like they're gonna talk no matter what. Yeah. But, I'm sorry you've had to go through that. People can be brutal yeah. online. I know. And I know you mentioned this already with the friend that leaked the video, but have you also found it difficult when maybe people in your own life betray you or go against you? Yeah, I mean, at first I would just kind of ignore it. I'll be like, okay, they're a fake person. Like, whatever, move on to the next person. And then it, it just kept happening. Like, every time I had a falling out with someone, they would go online and they would either just, like, tell really personal information about me that no one needs to know or just spread lies. Mm -hmm. 
And so now I kind of just became really closed off and I just don't want to let anyone in because that's just that's just how people are. And they they'll care about, you know, social media or, you know, gaining followers or getting views on videos, you know, talking bad about me or, you know, someone else instead of real friendships. And yeah. I just kind of had to realize that. So I kind of just stay to myself now. I don't want to let anyone else in. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, as soon as someone betrays you, your walls go up. And yeah. I'm sorry that's happened. I feel like I even read, you know, as I was preparing for our conversation mm -hmm. today, that even your dad like released yeah. your birth certificate online. What happened there? Um, well, he kind of didn't like that I was on social media and he kind of reached, he would reach out to my mom a lot and they would fight about it a lot actually was to get me off of social media. And mm -hmm. for the past, I think like it just stopped a year ago, my parents shared custody. And so I would be at his house for like a week out of the month and then my mom's house and they were always fighting. He was always saying, no social media while you're at my house, like you, you aren't allowed to do it. So he just wanted me off social media. He hated it. He didn't like it at all. And when I told, the main reason why he didn't like it was because I had told people on an interview like what happened between my parents and a lot of people looked at him as like a bad guy, which, you know, there was times where he was a bad guy, but like I said, people change. Um, so a lot of people gave him a lot of hate and they like found his Instagram and his Facebook and they were just giving him a lot of hate and even um, to his wife, they were, you know, going to her and trying to get her to like speak on things about me. And so they kind of, he wanted to do whatever he could do to get me off social media. And even if that was going on social media and agreeing with these haters on there. So that's what he did. And um, yeah, I was, I was upset. I was just like, why would you do this? And um, I didn't talk to him for a while until the abortion got leaked, actually. I got a call from him. Wow. And he was like, you had an abortion. So I had to explain to him kind of what happened. And he was supportive. Like, he didn't really mind it. But that made him feel bad because at the same time that he released it was the same time that I was going through an abortion. And he didn't wow. know that. And so that's what made him feel so bad was because he was like, I'm so sorry because I put more stress on your plate when you were going through all this stuff. And that's what kind of brought us, like, back to being okay again because he apologized and I was like okay like it's fine and he told me he was just like I just wanted to do whatever to get you off social media I didn't want you on there and if that meant going against my morals and you know posting things on the internet that's what I'm gonna do and so I think now he knows that you know that was a really messed up thing to do yeah but yeah thank you for sharing I'd love to know for the people who maybe don't understand you and the people who give you hate mm -hmm. What do you want them to know? I know you're pretty confident yeah. and strong in saying, you know, I don't care, but I think it's also in our nature to like worry how people feel about us. Like, mm -hmm. what would you say to someone who doesn't I just, get the full Danielle? I just feel like they don't know me. And as much as people think they know me, just because they see like my videos and stuff, and people will even comment, they'll be like, I watch all her YouTube videos. Like, I know every single thing about her, but you don't. I'm very different in person than on social media. And I feel like as much as people wanna say like, oh, I'm, I'm so real on social media. No one's real on social media. Everyone tries to be more perfect or look better on social media. And even I do that because who wasn't, you know, like who doesn't wanna look better on social media than in person? So people don't know the real me. They see me, you know, on social media, but they don't see me in person. Right. And I think if people actually even hung out with me for like a couple minutes, they would have a different perspective on me. Totally. So and I even I feel that here that. with you on this couch. Like, I'm very different than yeah. I'm on social media. And you're like such a kind, caring person. And 
Today, I just appreciate how open you were about all of the things you've gone through in your life and looking back on some of those formative experiences for any young person out there that's maybe struggling or going through some of the things you've gone through, what would you say to them? Or even what would you say to your younger self? Yeah, I would just say that you have to be strong no matter what and you have to remember that you're your own person. And you know, even if it's family telling you what you're doing is not okay or a friend telling you, you have to remember that you need to do what feels right to you. And even if that means that you're gonna lose people in your life or get hate, you know, whatever the circumstances that you need to do what's gonna make yourself happy. And I would just say, just be you. <laughs> Honestly, I know that like sounds cheesy, like be you, but it's true. You really have to, you know, like remember who you are and just be yourself. I love that. And my last question for you is, Anytime here on The Conversationalist, on POVs, we talk about really hard things and a lot of people are afraid to mm -hmm. share their true yeah. opinions, especially now with cancel culture, yeah. you know, everyone having an opinion on what you think and mm -hmm. what you do. What advice would you have for someone who wants to share about harder topics and to have those conversations, yeah. but they don't know where to start? I think that you know, a lot of people have different opinions and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with someone being against what I'm for. But um, I think it's okay to speak up about it because there is people that agree with the same things as you or me. And, you know, they want people to speak up about them. And I feel like people are too scared to. So I'm like happy to be that person to speak up about, you know, some things that are really political and controversial. Um, but I just, I would just say, you know, I feel like my best advice would be not to get mad at someone because they don't support your opinions, but just kind of try to educate them. And you know, if they still don't agree with it, that's fine because you have to let people, you know, have their own choice. Okay, Danielle, something we do here on POVs that's super special is we bring in audience perspectives from our Gen okay. Z community. So keep an eye on your phone. We're gonna send you some text messages and I want you to react and share your opinion. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Influencers who promote bang energy definitely don't drink it and are only in it for the money. Wow, um, that's spicy. That's definitely not true. Um, I, I'm a promoter oh, nice. for bang energy and I don't promote their energy drinks just because I'm underage. Um, but I actually do drink their drinks and a lot of people don't think that because you know it's like a video and they can't like hear the drink moving around. But I do drink it and it's not just for money. Like I'm happy to you know promote a company, especially when I enjoy drinking their drinks. So yeah. Well, it's nice to hear you say that. It's yeah. an interesting perspective. I think it's hard to know, right? When yeah. you can't see the person drinking it or you can't Yeah, and hear people, it. they always just like to spread things, so. Yeah, always. <laughs> awesome. Um, I think there are a lot of parents making their kids post on social media and get famous so the kids can make them money. <laughs> this is something that everyone says about my mom. <laughs> really? So this is something easy for me to answer. Um, I think that's, that's actually true for a lot of parents. I've seen that happen a lot, but for me, I actually post this because I want to, and it's not something my mom forces me to do, and she doesn't make money off me, even though everyone says that, but it's not true, actually. Okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to your mom. Yeah, shout out to her. When girls get pregnant at a young age, it's most likely because they have a toxic family dynamic. Um, I don't think it's because of that. I mean, I think sometimes, you know, it, like, a lot of people that have, they have had toxic families, but I don't think that's why. I think it kind of just, you know, it happens for a lot of different reasons. I feel like people always try to like make that as an excuse. They're like, oh, well that only happened to her because of this, but that's not true. It yeah. can happen for any reason really. There are a lot of stereotypes. Yeah. Like, I even remember watching Teen Mom when I was younger yeah. on MTV and it just creates that narrative, so. And I, it's, 
I don't want to say it's like those shows' faults, but in a way, they they made a bad name for a lot of like teen moms, and they made it hard for people to like open up about it because they have these TV shows showing like these terrible families and right. like the girls, you know, getting pregnant at a young age. But that's that's not the same for everyone. Right. So, so it's like yeah, almost like bad representation. Yeah. Have you found any positive examples of you know? Not teenagers? really. <laughs> I'm trying to. Yeah. But no. I hear ya. Photoshopping on social media is so toxic. Anyone who does it shouldn't have a platform because it creates a false reality for young people. Well, um, I think like, yeah, if you're like photoshopping crazy, but I mean like even sometimes like when I have like a pimple or something, like I'll smooth it out, you know, on like Facetune because like I said, everyone wants to look more perfect on social media. But I do think um, it's good to show like your real self because people, I'll show myself in YouTube videos with like no makeup on and people see my acne, but then, you know, on Instagram pictures or TikToks, it looks more clear. So I feel like as long as you're showing people, you know, the real you and then also like the put together you, it's okay. Because I know like there's a lot of girls on social media that will only show them put together and that, you know, that creates a lot of damage for a really young girl who's looking at them and being like, I wish I could look like this with no makeup or I wish I could have this body. So I think as long as you, you know, you show yourself, like I try to show myself when I look disgusting and then also put together so people, you know, they can see the difference that, you know. And it's not human everyone, nature. Yeah, not everyone looks great all the time. Yeah, I, I'm guilty of it too. Like I always yeah. want to put out my most put together self yeah, online. Yeah, but in reality, you don't always look like that. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's also good to normalize. Like you just even said, you know, when you look disgusting, like you never look disgusting, yeah. but we're led to believe <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, you think it, but you yeah. don't. Yeah. And do you feel like you are able to give your whole self online? Um, I mean, even like when I post with like no makeup, like all the comments will be like, oh my God, she has so much acne, like clear up that acne. But like they forget that I'm a teenager, like yeah. going through hormones and I'm going to have acne just wow. like they have acne. So, you know, people forget that. But. Yeah, we got to normalize that. We're humans, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Danielle is so good at speaking and opening up about important topics. She should host her own podcast. I honestly agree with yeah. that. I've actually wanted to do my own podcast because I feel like it could be really cool. But yeah, maybe one day. I mean, if you had a podcast, what, what are some of the things you would talk about? I feel like, honestly, a lot of the things we talked about today, I would probably bring like more people in that have experienced, you know, things like I have. So it's not always just me talking about it. You know, I would love to hear it from other influencers. I love that. So we got to schedule a part two. Yeah, hopefully would, one day more people that. will open up about it. And you're really starting that. Mm. trend so thank you for being so open and starting these conversations both here on this couch today and with everyone on social mm. media you're truly an inspiration thank you thanks Danielle thank you for having me